Podcast Studios. This, this is the award-winning After Nine with Scott and Cat. Happy Mother. Oh, I thought we're going. Oh, okay. uh, sorry, sorry start again. Start, start again. again. <laughs> Pretend you didn't hear this, guys. Happy. 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 Motherfucking Friday. Hey-o. I love that. That was a team effort. Well done. Good morning, guys. How are you? <laughs> good. Good day. Oh, or good afternoon or good evening. That's true, too. Dave Blizzard joins us on a Friday. Dave, nothing has happened this week at all. There's nothing going on. Been nothing awfully, yeah. to discuss. Been awfully quiet. I'm not even sure why I'm here. <laughs> uh, first and foremost, guys, because I, I, I wanted to sort of send up like a, a test balloon on my Facebook page just to see if I could take the temperature of people. And I admit I'm pleasantly surprised. I'll read you some comments. But first... My friends, I want to address the events of this past week. Last Friday, in response to extremely troubling modeling that told us we could see well over 15,000 cases a day, we moved fast to put in measures in place to reduce mobility. But we moved too fast. And I know that some of those measures, especially around enforcement, They went too far. Simply put, we got it wrong. We made a mistake. These decisions, they left a lot of people very concerned. In fact, they left a lot of people angry and upset. I know we got it wrong. I know we made a mistake. And for that, I'm sorry and I sincerely apologize. I thought for sure <laughs> that people were going to lose their shit on that. And and as far as I can tell, because I'm looking through some of the comments on Facebook here, and so far most people are saying, I don't like him, but I accept his apology and I understand. Or people are saying it's a difficult position that anybody would be in and I get where he's coming from. It was a mistake. I'm glad he apologized. It seems like the people that are really shitting on the premier for this are the media. And I really don't understand why the media is more angry than the public. Have you guys been following along with the comments or the tweets or the social media posts from anybody about the Doug Ford apology? Yeah. Do you mean the media on the apology you find they're bashing him on? That question that Colin DeMello asked yesterday, I didn't like it. Thank you, Premier. Um, You recently said at a news conference that you do not mislead the public. The NDP, though, says that you actually let us off the cliff. They say we are now in free fall, and they say that you have blood on your hands. Premier, why should people trust you to lead us out of the third wave when your government is responsible for bringing us into the third wave and all of the death, destruction, and devastation that has come along with it? Well, I'm going to... Totally, you know, sincerely disagree with that last comment, uh, uh, Colin. Um, and first of all, when it comes to the NDP and Andrea Horvath, she has the right to say that. Del Duca has the right to say whatever they want to say. All I know is I've been at this job 24-7, literally, every single day. I haven't missed a day. I haven't taken a break. And you know something to say that, that I'm the reason there's a third wave around the world because it is around the world. 
to say that I'm responsible for not securing our borders that brought this variance and caused the third wave, to say that I'm responsible for not having enough vaccines, that we wouldn't be in this position if we had tightened our borders, if we had ample vaccines like countries around the world. You know, Colin, we wouldn't be in this position right now. People are just shitting all over an apology. I mean, you don't have to accept the apology, but to make fun of the guy for crying, I just don't understand that at all. I, I don't know. From my perspective, I saw a lot more people uh, kind of closer to y- your reaction and my reaction yesterday as we carried that live in real time while we were recording the podcast. I was like, wow. I was, uh, I, and I, I think I needed a little bit of time to think about it, but it was, it was enough that I, that I accept it and we can just move on and let's try to make the right choices from here on out. Uh, that, but I got most people saying that they felt bad for him, actually. That's what I saw most of. Actually, uh, I don't know if you remember him, a colleague that we all used to work with back in the day, Richard Carell, (laughs) actually had a great comment on my Facebook page. Can I read it to you guys? Fire away. Okay. Hang on one second. I just got to skip back over to this page. Yeah, I don't know if Rich listens to the podcast, but uh, there's a good little throwback name. Here is Richard's comment. This was very hard to watch. I'm not conservative, but that really doesn't matter. Like many of us in this crisis, he broke down. We've all been there. We liberals like to say, be kind to one another. Okay, now it's time to mean it. I truly empathize with him. This was very hard to hear yesterday. I think that's a pretty decent way to sum it up, don't you think? Yeah, I think that part of the, like, I know people are centralizing and picking out the the more aggressive questions from reporters, but... I also understand it from the flip side where I feel like a lot of these reporters and not calling out anyone in specific, but they've been asking the same questions and they keep getting answers punted and they keep deferring or they just don't go to them for the questions that they're trying to ask. And I don't know that being confrontational is the best case and best way to go about it, but I, I do believe that you need to hold power accountable, but I don't know that that was necessarily the place to do it. Um, but at the same time, I don't think he's going to grant him a one-on-one interview either. Um, yeah, and I don't blame him. I wouldn't either. Well, and, and that's what I'm, so when you get that very, very limited amount of time to try to get that question out, because there have been a lot of questions that they keep asking again and again and again and don't get answers for it. Um, and then we as the, as the media, I'll just throw the, the big words around it, but we as the media get from the public, well, why don't you ask the tough questions? Why don't you ask the tough questions? How come nobody ever asks them this? So when you get somebody who does it, then it's all of a sudden it's unprofessional. You know, I just, I don't know why they can't just ask a question. And if you don't get an answer, go ahead and point out they didn't answer the question. But if you want to be fair, when's the last time you got a straight answer from the federal government? When's the last time you asked a question to Justin Trudeau and got an answer to your question? Or any of them, the procurement minister, the health minister, any of them. I, I can't think of any example. Everything has got a political spin on it lately. And I just think it adds to the furiousness when you ask a stupid loaded question like that. I thought it was unprofessional personally, but, um, you know, I mean, if we're going to make Canadian news media as political as American is, everybody's got a slant and an angle. Well, I guess here we go. We know where Colin stands. Um, so I, I feel like you can reenact the press conferences. Scott, you will. You, let, why don't you play the role of of uh, the one holding the press conference, and I'll play the reporter. This is how it kind of felt. Um, Let me ask you a question, Scott. Are you an idiot? 
<laughs> yeah, that's how it came across. I did. It did feel that way. Yeah. And that's you what know, I mean like, about it not necessarily being the right place to ask that kind of a question. Um, but I don't know when the right time would be, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. How about you just ask a question, and if you don't get an answer, you can go ahead and call him out. That's why they give you a follow-up question, is so that you can say, thank you, that did not answer my question. Again, the question is. <laughs> that's you know all you have to say. <laughs> are you are you an idiot? You don't give me an answer. Let me have a follow-up on that one. No, you're so fucking dumb, I'm going to say the exact same, I'm going to ask the exact same question in a different way, in the hopes that your dumbass answers me. I'd like to get a reporter who claps between each word. Yes. Are you an yeah. idiot? <laughs> uh, overall though I mean I think everybody agrees that was very rare I don't think anybody has apologized so far in this pandemic and let's face it we're all owed an apology for a lot of things uh, just last night the federal government responded to many calls to shut down some international flights and while I don't think they went far enough I think this is a good start and I love that they thought about the details they thought about the details because as soon as they announced it, instantly people started looking for a loophole. So there's no flights from India or Pakistan for the next 30 days. And instantly people started asking, yeah, OK, well, what's to stop them then from just flying to the UK and then from the UK to, to Canada? They put a neat little thing in it where you have to go through customs when you get to the connecting country and you have to get a negative COVID test there. So if you're over in uh, New Delhi right now thinking, oh, that's shitty that Canada did that. I'll just fly home via the UK. Nope. You have to get off the plane, go through customs, track down a pharmacy or somewhere like that that'll give you a COVID test, get the results within three days, and then come back to Canada from there. I think that's a pretty good deterrent. I love that they closed the loophole before the loophole became an issue. How many people right now, uh, there's snowbirds. They did a story on this the other night on the news. There's snowbirds that are down in Florida that know that that quarantine hotel thing is still in place in Canada. So to get around it, they fly to Buffalo or Detroit and take a cab to the border, walk across the bridge and have somebody pick them up in Niagara Falls or in Windsor. Great way to get around the quarantine hotel. Lots of people are doing it because we didn't close that loophole, but they did for flights. So I think that's great. Well, yeah, a little late, but yeah. Oh, well, I mean, fuck, here we are. It is the 23rd of April. It's more than a year in, and they finally did it. But I thought this was the game a year ago. Remember when Justin came out and he said, if you're overseas right now, it's time to come home. Remember in that big, long, dramatic pause that he did? Of course. It's time to come home. I assumed that that was leading to something like what they announced yesterday. I didn't think he was giving them a year's notice that they had to get home. Well, as you've seen throughout this pandemic, a lot of the moves that are made seem to be reactive. Right. At just about every level um, with new information coming or new understanding or finally getting it. I don't know which one you'd call this, but one of those situations where I feel like a lot of regular folks have been saying it for a long time, shut the borders down. Like stop bringing in more people. If mm -hmm. we can't control what's coming in and we don't know for sure if these people are COVID positive or not. So there's been a lot of people who've been screaming this for a while. Um, I, as you see it on social media all the time, the, the vitriol that comes along with it is pretty aggressive where it's like, well, that's great, but why didn't they do it sooner? Well, here's the deal. They didn't. So here we are now. Let's worry about moving forward because you can't fix what didn't happen before. 
Let's mm-hmm. let's let's get on board with this. If this is what we all have all been saying is the right thing to do, well, then here it is. It's here now. It, it wasn't when it should have been, and that's fine. Somebody will be held accountable for that down the line. But let's do the now, right? Because complaining about it yeah. now just seeds that uh, it sows that seeds of, of of discontent and of uh, just. People just not believing it's 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 worth it. Yeah, just remember it all, right? Like I've yeah. been saying from the beginning, if you hate something, you are not a fan of whatever's happening, and I know there's a lot of people who aren't a fan, and maybe you're going to forgive along the way at some point. Maybe some of you forgave Doug Ford this week, and you didn't think you would. Just remember all of these things. Keep them up here, because when it comes time to vote, then definitely have, have your say there and decide then whether you think that the best action was taken or they could have done better or you're willing to forgive. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing that stood out to me, though, through a lot of this is how unhappy people are with their leaders, but how even more unhappy they are with their choices. So you can full blown hate Doug Ford for this. And there's a lot of conservatives that hate Doug Ford or hated him last week anyway, after that announcement increasing police powers. But then they look at the alternative and they think. Well, it's Andrea Horvath or Stephen Del fucking Duca. You know, like oh. uh, I'd love to say I, I don't like Doug, but I certainly don't like the other two. And even federally, you know, I really don't like the way Justin Trudeau has handled this, but he's probably going to win a majority in the next election because people don't want to vote for Jugmeet Singh or Aaron O'Toole. And what that should tell you, Scott, is that if you are thinking about running and you believe that your policy could have been better and you could have done a better job, by all means, throw your hat into the ring. Do what you have to do, because... If you see a lack of leadership happening across the board like I do, I'm thinking, where are the actual good candidates here? I know there's people out there that could have been there maybe and should have been there probably. And there's young people maybe listening, thinking that they want to go into politics. If you believe that you can do it and you can do a better job, please do it. Because I'd love to have better selection than the shit show that we have. And I totally agree with everything that you're saying there. I don't believe we have good choices. It's like the Three Stooges at the federal and provincial level. It's like, well, which one do you hate the least? I hate them all. (laughs) I hate them all equally. Fuck. Uh, Okay, guys, let's switch gears here because there's a couple other things I want to discuss. Dave, for you in particular, because I know you're a sci-fi fan. I know that some people are really into this, myself included, but it's not getting any news coverage at all on the main broadcast networks. Is it a big deal or is it not a big deal that we can now fly a fucking helicopter on Mars? I Me, mean, it seems like a pretty big deal. I thought it was a big deal too, but I'm not seeing any attention being paid to it. Yeah, we have we already lost our interest in Mars. I guess <laughs> somebody get Maybe us we on went to the wrong planet. Really impress me. I will tell you if you want to hear from someone who doesn't give a shit about this. I will tell you why I don't give a shit about this. Yes, it's possible. Possible we could figure something out by flying this drone. Like, let's not call it a helicopter. It's a little fucking drone, but fine. It's four pounds. It's not a helicopter. It's not a helicopter. So, okay, maybe we will find out that there was once life on Mars. Like, I don't even know what the objective is here, but fine. Okay, whatever. And this is coming from someone who's very interested in the universe and everything else. I, I love it. We know there's fucking UFOs coming toward Earth, checking us out. Like, it's been all but proven. We've seen images of it. The Pentagon has confirmed it multiple times, different objects, whatever it might be, people, aliens, whatever. We've talked about it on this podcast. We don't need to go into depth on who's checking us out for what reasons. But with all of that going on, that's what makes this Mars helicopter seem boring. Like, I don't care. I'd rather you put your resources into figuring out who's looking at us and watching us. So you're, so let me understand this then. So you're saying, I don't care if there's water on Mars. Because there could be an alien in my kitchen. Correct. 
<laughs> or under my bed yeah. or coming to the door. But yeah. I don't even know. And it's not a fucking helicopter. And, and look, it's not a <laughs> helicopter. But listen, it's not. And look, trust me, I understand that this is impressive. I'll show you a fucking helicopter. <laughs> Shut up. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not doing that. I, I'm not saying it's not impressive. I'm just giving way less attention to this because I don't. And maybe, again, maybe they will find water, and then maybe that will mean something for the future generations of this planet Earth. Uh, Maybe. But it won't impact me. And I know this is, maybe this sounds selfish even, but it won't impact us right now, whatever they find. Unless they do find life, then it will be of interest to me. Otherwise, I don't want to see a drone kicking up dirt on Mars. It's It's not of interest to me, but I understand the impact it will have on people who, who who have been studying that for years, everyone involved in it. It's impressive. The mission was huge. It took a long time to get there. It will take a long time to come back and blah, blah, blah. But I just would rather focus on other things. What if they're digging around in the dirt up there, as you say, and <laughs> they up, found... Kicking up dust is you, what I said. Yeah, you know it's not a sandbox, right? Like it's not, it's <laughs> It looks like it's just a dirty hill. Okay. Uh, what if while they're up there digging around in the dirt and this thing comes back and they, they discover lo and behold, holy fuck, the cure for cancer is dirt on Mars. (laughs) Are you going to apologize to everybody and admit you were wrong about this? I'd love to, if that happened, I would love to, I would love to be in the position of apologizing for it. Wouldn't it be great though, if we had an alien who eventually reveals themselves and can communicate with us through whatever means is possible, but they sit down and they go. Notice you guys still deal with cancer. Yeah. <laughs> you know you can just grab some dirt on Mars, I got right? some. I got something in my backpack. Hang on. This will fix it. And then all of a sudden, cancer's gone. You're like, oh, man, if we hadn't have found out that the, that the sand on Mars was going to cure cancer from this alien here, we would have just been continuing with this forever. You guys are ridiculous. You know, I don't want to start a list. Listen. <laughs> All you got to do is stick your dick in a hole on Mars and the syphilis goes away. Herpes keep coming back for you guys? Oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) Hang on. Like, how often do you have a friend who, like, let's say you got a you got a phone and they go, oh, no, this is the right app to use for this. Or I'm going to show you something that makes your phone so much easier to use. And you're like, oh, my God, I wish I'd known that. And the alien's just going, yeah, guys, syphilis is, I can't believe you still think this is a thing. (laughs) <laughs> Why haven't you guys fixed this yet? Check out these space alien condoms. You won't need the. Re- you'll never use the regular shit again. Yeah, <laughs> it's an invisible shield. You fuckers. Feels like the real thing. It's mm-hmm. so good. And their tagline for it is "Alien condoms." There's goo on the inside and the outside. <laughs> mm. <laughs> you think alien alien condoms have built-in spermicide? Is that what you won't yeah. be kicking up dust ever again. That's- that's right. <laughs> um, I don't typically believe in conspiracy theories, but I'm actually going to start one on my own. And and this is just my own observation from watching the video from this not a helicopter, as Kat calls it. <laughs> um, they're in Mars because they did another test flight yesterday and it went even higher and it flew sideways. It was great. I don't want to start anything here, but to me. Mars looks pretty flat. So I would like to found the oh, Flat no. Mars Society. Shut the fuck. Oh, you shut the fuck up right now. Seriously. I'm worried that that, that rover is going to go over the edge because it's flat. <laughs> <laughs> if you start that Facebook group, that'd be awesome. I think you should. It's the FMS, the Flat Mars Society. I'm starting. <laughs> Protested City Hall. Flat Marsers have invaded City Hall. Flat Marsers. It's perfect. <laughs> Okay, here's the scenario. 
Dave, you're laying in bed, you're you're in a good sleep, and then boom, you hear a noise in your house. What do you do? What's your first move when you hear something downstairs? Um <laughs> um be honest he, yeah. he doesn't want to be honest that's him no. like he's waiting because he's not sure if he should say what he'd really do or not well, sounded scary honey go check and see what yeah. that was yeah. <laughs> you sang crystal right you know what it is? something it's, tells me crystal would go here's what it is i hear the noise i hear the and i go i think your phone's ringing downstairs <laughs> 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 no, but honestly, um, my, well, in my okay, in my situation, my dogs would be the first ones down the stairs, right? Like they mm-hmm. would go after whatever it is the noise that they've heard. If it was just me in that situation, um, I would turn lights on. Okay, lights on. Yeah. So okay. I would turn a light on Ooh. and see if the rustling continues, see if the movement continues. Okay. Um, and then I'd start crying, and then uh, yeah, I, I mean I. <laughs> Yeah, you basically just kind of go through the lights one at a time kind of thing. Yeah, I didn't even think of that this morning, Scott, did you, when we were talking about this earlier? No, turning the lights on is a brilliant idea. <laughs> That's actually really smart, and I didn't even think of it. I thought I'd be, like, lurking in the dark. So. There's a loud noise. Just going to stay here in the dark and do nothing. <laughs> what a stupid thing. Okay. I'm just going to lay here like a sitting duck. Yeah, here we go. Basically. Yeah, I think that's that, that's what I would do, is I would turn on the lights and then start to listen and see if they if I hear movement. Or if, if I don't, I go, okay, maybe that was just a one thing fell over or something like that. Right. And now I'm going to, now I'll start making my way down the stairs. But you're not going to get me at the top of the stairs going, hello? Anybody there? <laughs> like, Who's there? Who's there? Say your name and state your business. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not happening like that. <laughs> I want to break into your house just to hear just, that. Just to hear that. <laughs> hello? Is, is anybody down there? <laughs> So the reason I ask is one of the home security companies asked this question to a bunch of people in a new survey. They said, what do you do when you hear that strange noise in the night? The number one thing that people do when they hear something in their home is wait to hear if they hear a second sound. So it's kind of along the lines that I just said. Very similar. Yeah, okay. I don't think they're crying like the little bitch that you just said. Like, but... <laughs> i'm home all alone and there's cash in the cupboard yeah i have nothing of value please just leave jeez so they wait and hear if there's a second sound the second most common thing they'll do is get out of bed and investigate like what the fuck was that uh me personally by the way i'm the type of person who will just try in my head to reason out what else it could have been other than a scary bad guy breaking into my house. So I hear that noise in the middle of the night and instantly my brain goes to uh, fucking cats playing on the counter again or something like that. Right. I try and find a way to justify it. But then, yeah, I would wait until I hear another noise and then I probably would get out of bed and investigate. I think Scott's sound of discontent is what he hopes scares off whatever intruders there that get out of bed and the. <laughs> now what? <laughs> Somebody Thanks. in the kitchen's going, well. <laughs> I don't want to be part of whatever happens when this guy comes down the stairs. I'm out of here. <laughs> uh, the next highest percentage of people would wait to hear if the dog starts barking. Yeah. Yep. Out of the three of us, I don't think any of us really has a dog we can rely on in a dangerous situation. Oh, look, my dog's not going to do anything. 
other than but yeah, sound the alarm. Right. But that's it. That's a big deal, too, though. That is security all in its own. Like, Leo's getting older, so I'm not even, I don't even trust his hearing or his sight as much as I used to, but he used to be that dog where if something was going on outside, I knew because he would bark. Well, I'm, I'm not sure I could trust him at this point to be my security now that that's what I have him for. So that's why I just have a two-by-four under my bed, and that's it, just in case. <laughs> This little trusty two by four standing by. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm going to do with it if somebody comes into the house, but I guess we'll find out if that happens. Don't gonna, break into Hacksaw Jim Duggan's <laughs> yeah. house over there. I'm going to cla- I'm gonna just going to clap on this wood and hope somebody leaves. <laughs> Whoever it is, <laughs> like that scene in Anchorman. I'm just going to like tap on it like this, and hopefully it's threatening enough. Like, I don't know what to do with it. Yeah, what the, the fuck are you going to do with a two by four? <laughs> do you legitimately have a two by four standing by as a weapon of choice? Under the bed. It's under the bed. Really? I didn't put it there on purpose for that reason, but it was just there. And I forget what happened, but it, I just had it there, so I just thought, oh, I'll tuck this under the bed because what a good idea if if something happens, right? Here's the thing. You don't sw- – I'm going to – sorry to put you in this place here, Kat, but I don't think you can swing a two-by-four the way <laughs> Vladimir Guerrero swings a baseball bat. Yeah. You're not uh, wrong. So I, I, you, might, you might as well shoot off a confetti cannon. <laughs> like, I don't – I don't know what you're going to do with it. I'm going to build them a tiny house. Yeah. <laughs> you might as well have a t-shirt cannon under the bed. <laughs> you're probably better suited to use like that. Like a water gun? Do you think that would work? Yeah. Just like Anything? A little super soaker that's always pumped and ready to go. I don't know go. why, but it just makes me feel good that at least it's there. And I have security measures, so it's fine. I've got Nest Cam and all the, like all these things that will help me. But just in case I have a 2 by 4 <laughs> So you're like, cool, my, my murder is going to be captured on video. And they're going to ask, what was with the 2 by 4 So the eventual Netflix documentary is going to be more about, and why did she have a 2 by 4 under her bed? <laughs> and look at her attempt to swing it. That's horrible. <laughs> that is awful. That is somebody who claims. And then oh, I, saw, oh, I saw a post that you posted today too, Kat, was you at a Blue Jays game. So you know that picture is going to come up, and then they're going to go, she was a baseball fan, but still didn't know what to what to do. This is kind of weird. Baseball fan Cat Callahan attacked by home intruder. That's how they qualify her. Yeah. Baseball enthusiast alleged Kat Callahan, alleged baseball fan Cat Callahan. This is how shit gets twisted, right? How did she watch a whole baseball game and not learn a thing about how to swing? Yeah. On the one side of the bed, she has a two by four. On the other side, a box of straws. Because pretty much the same, same, same outcome. Same outcome, you think? (laughs) The whole thing. Price of lumber these days, you must have a lot of fucking money, Kat. I know, right? I know. I I brought out all the big guns with that one. For the, yeah, for the price of lumber, you could also buy a tank. (laughs) Just have that parked in your driveway aiming at anybody that decides to come up. I could hire a security guard. I know. I know. Okay. So Kat's got a two by four. Dave's got two chorkies. Like the helicopter on Mars could lift Dave's dogs up. I mean, (laughs) it's true. (laughs) And I've got a dog who's just so fucking happy to see anybody that he'll probably invite the man and roll over. Like rub my belly. Yeah. He's got an erection. This dog's got an erection. (laughs) (laughs) That, That would scare you away, though. You're breaking yeah, into maybe. a house like, oh, my God, that dog's got an erection. <laughs> got to get out of I'm here. I'm out. <laughs> so number one is wait to hear if you hear another noise. Number two, you'd get out of bed and investigate. Number three, you wait for the dog to bark. Let's finish off this list. Number four, make your significant other get out of bed and investigate what that was. Yes, I was waiting for that. I was waiting for that. How many people? I, you, you go check. Go check. Would you do that if you heard that bump in the night, cat? Are you telling your husband get out of bed and go see what that was? Yeah, one hundred percent. I'd probably do that if my two. What if, if he's naked or it's cold out or something? <laughs> 
If I was actually worried about it, so much shit goes off in my house. So when you have little kids, like, you know what the creepiest thing is? When a toy goes off out of nowhere. Uh, it's just like, ah, mama! Oh. Like, no joke. It happens. And, yeah. and, and I, I don't know. Is it ghosts pushing the button? I'm not sure, but it happens all the time. So I'm kind of numb to those things. There's certain noises where I'm like, nah, fuck it. But sometimes I'm like, yeah, go, go make sure that was a toy because I'm not sure. Go make sure there's not someone in the playroom. What the fuck they would want to do in a playroom honey, if they're robbing you? I don't know. Honey, wake up. I think there's a very small man in the furnace. <laughs> <laughs> that would probably be one of my, I'm not going to lie. That would probably be one of my go-tos. Now, if I'm alone, uh, I'd probably, I'd probably, I'd have to do it myself. I'd go check. Sure. Well, here's a, can I ask this question as a side to you, Kat, and to anybody listening, think about this because you might not have thought about it recently, but it is a subconscious thought. The way your bed is aligned in your bedroom. Right. Is your husband closest to the door? So we are equal, really, because when you go in, it's head on right in front of you. So, yeah, nobody's actually technically closer. Now, I'm closer to the bathroom by request to Uh be closer to the bathroom. So... Easier I don't know if that matters, but like, yeah, like I'm probably, I'm basically sitting duck in there if anything happened. Like, even if I went and locked myself in there, there's not much going on in there. I'm probably fucked. I wonder how many people listening are thinking, yeah, wait a second. Why am I closest to the door? Yeah. <laughs> in the yeah. bathroom. Wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. And then they're now going to go home and, and have a, a conversation about where they should be laying in the bed. Did you think about that? Where, where are you at? I compared did. To your I'm wife? closest You're, to the door. At, and, and purposely? And, yep. For that reason? Yep. And I do oh, the same. I'm a hero. And uh, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's happened yet, but I no, am no, a no. hero. I'm ready. I'm ready to. Right. Yeah, I'm ready to be a hero. Um, I, uh, I also do the same thing in hotels. Okay. Like if, you know, whatever, if it's, a, it's one bed or two beds or whatever, I'll always sleep on the side closest to the door. With your two by four? No, I don't bring the two by four to the hotel. Okay. No, I don't. No. Well, you, should, you should think about it. Yeah. I'm going to consider it next time. Yeah. <laughs> I have a, I have a sport. Uh, baton of some sort of a bat upstairs. I got a golf club downstairs. I'm just ready to swing at anything that comes yeah. through. I'm ready. Okay. Okay. So what is the ideal weapon of choice to keep under the bed in case some bad guy does break in? Cat's packing a two by four. You've got Dave with a Louisville slugger. I've got a gap wedge. And, and you know, I mean, I don't know if any of these things are going to be particularly effective because in order to use them, you have to be within a few feet of the bad guy. Right. Right. Yeah. Wouldn't it make more sense to use, I don't know, like uh, something longer? Fucking pool cue? Anything? A pool cue, yeah. <laughs> Stab you in the eye with this pool cue is what I'm going to do. <laughs> but the problem with that is it's like a connector set. Because like, you're not going to have this 12-foot thing laying around all the time. You know, it's it's going to be one of those, you got to put it together first because it's in a it's in a, case, a road case somewhere in right. your house. So you're going to, hey, uh, whoever's in, invading the house, can you just hang on a minute? I just <laughs> got to put together my weapon. I'll be down in a moment. <laughs> Hold up. Hang on. Maybe you got a MacGyver something. Like, what if you went all home alone or something on him? You what? could, but you could tie a pay, uh, can of paint to <laughs> a rope and leave it permanently in your ceiling. Just have it ready to go. Have a tarantula. Have that ready to drop. You just know, at any time. Always have Hot Wheels at the bottom of the stairs. Always. Like, just mm-hmm. in case. Iron's always hot. Iron is always hot. <laughs> Tar the basement stairs because why not? Marbles. <laughs> yeah. A bucket of marbles. Yeah. Right? Hey, that could get you farther than you think, and it's not too dangerous. And it's like every time one of your kids falls and cracks their head open, you just go, yeah, but at least we're safe. <laughs> it could have been an intruder, <laughs> so you never know. I'd rather it be you than, <laughs> than somebody coming in to hurt us. Uh, let's see here. Uh 
LeBron James is is taking a lot of heat right now for a tweet he put out in the aftermath of the shooting in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, most people, I think, have seen the video now. If you haven't, it's up at scottandcat.ca. It's a cop, and he shot a 15-year-old girl who had a knife in her hand and was lunging towards another person. And LeBron had sent out a tweet that said, you're next, a picture of the cop. And LeBron is a champion of various social justice issues, and I think he was under the mistaken impression that this cop uh, was was in a similar predicament to some of the more police or the more brutal police shootings that we've seen over the years. Whereas in this situation, it's not exactly apples to apples. So LeBron realized that and he deleted his tweet. Since then, he's been called out from everyone, including Donald Trump himself, mm. and now piling on. O.J. Simpson. Yeah. Okay. What do you do when you wake up in the morning and you've been chastised by O.J. fucking Simpson? <laughs> life, is, life is not the best. Well, the first thing I do is not take it seriously. The second <laughs> thing I do is pick up the two by four. <laughs> <laughs> You're on the right track. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fuck. What a bizarre world we live in when O.J. Simpson is trying to take the moral high ground on LeBron James. The fuck. Yeah, I will say this. It was a misstep, and it was not the right thing to say, especially in that moment. Tensions are very high, and I mm-hmm. think that there was a maybe a, a rush to judgment. Um, and the the narrative is very, very loud. And I think that when you're caught up in it, it becomes it becomes something that you, you, you just immediately turn to. And you right. go to that that is what's happened. That is, you know, without knowing the entire situation or without knowing all the details, there's that gut reaction. And there's that weird thing where... People of of influence, they need to react right away. Make sure that because everyone's asking immediately, what right. does this person think? What does that person think? Right. You know, and and there is sometimes uh, judgments made that that aren't correct. Everybody makes mistakes in that sense. It, I don't think that LeBron really has a bad reputation with stuff like this. So I think a measured response is probably an appropriate one. But again, you get the you know you get the people who want to hop on it and and try to rip it apart and call it what it's not right. um, because. It's an opportunity, and that makes them opportunists who are just, again, trying to do anything they can to make the other guys look bad, make the other side the bad guys. And it's a never-ending game. It's going to be like that forever. Okay, uh, quickly here, does anybody give a shit about the Academy Awards being on Sunday? (laughs) Okay, I like a little, a little bit, but only because I'm curious about these changes that they're making. I, I I hate the fact that they're doing longer acceptance speeches. I don't think that's going to do anyone any good. So this thing's going to end at like 1 o'clock in the morning, if that's the case. But I am curious about this, what they're calling basically a mini-movie inside the Oscars. So they don't have a host this year, for those who who are wondering. It's coming up on Sunday night. But they do have a lot of A-list presenters. And they're bringing out the big guns with like Brad Pitt and Halle Berry, stuff like that. And Steven Soderbergh is actually producing it. And he is obviously a well-known director and producer of movies. So what they're doing is making a mini-movie within the Oscars. And I don't know if that means a bunch of mini-movies. Like every time that they present an award with these A-listers, apparently they're going to be playing themselves, but different versions is what he says, or maybe exaggerated versions of themselves. So it's very scripted, mini-movies. They will have COVID as uh, in the forefront um, a new mandate came down, which is making people shake their heads because they're asking for people to please wear their masks when, when they're on the commercial break, but to remove them when the cameras are rolling. The tables are apparently all distanced and blah, blah, blah. 
But I, I, I'm curious. I will take a look at it. Of course, I'm going to watch it. At least, at least a little bit of it. I might not stay up for the whole nine hours that this will inevitably be, but I'll be watching some of it. What are the big complaints that have come through through for uh, award shows in the last few years? They're boring. 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 Well, and recently, Dave, having it a lot of it distance, and some of it will be because people cannot physically be there. So having these Zoom acceptance speech speeches, there's a lot that can go wrong there. Mm-hmm. People aren't interested in watching that. They see that every day. Well, right? and they, so they tried it. They did what they could. Mm-hmm. Um, they've tried shorter acceptance speeches. They've tried uh, bigger names to do the, you know, do the awards and, and the presentations and all that. And I don't know if it's just award season fatigue or if it's like an every year kind of thing. We're like, oh, this again? And it's never anything different. I think part of the, uh, the glamour is gone. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I give them credit for trying something different. They're going to try something different, and right. it may work and it may not work. I think one of the main reasons people don't watch is they can't relate to those nominees. How uh, many yeah. of those things in the uh, movies in the best picture category have you seen? Like, I, th- I, I haven't seen one. There's one that I've been meaning to see. That's the trial of the Chicago 7. I haven't seen any of the other ones. Well, so let me ask you guys both this question then. And I'm really curious to see because you're, you're a movie lover. Scott watches one movie every 16 years. It's true. Yep. So um, <laughs> now with, with the pandemic and it's forced movie theaters to close down, do you think that movie theaters are one of those businesses that won't come back to what it ever was before? Yes and no. Okay. <laughs> I think that there are some people that are real hardcore movie fans that love that movie experience that can't wait to get back to the theaters. I think generally speaking, the people who go to a couple movies a month or a couple movies a year, they're never going back to a movie theater or not for a very, very long time. I'll be surprised if there's as many movie theaters around three years from now mm-hmm. as there are right now. Right. So what you said at home, like I watched, uh, what was it? Uh, Kong versus Godzilla on the weekend. Okay. And it was one of those, it's in theaters in the U S it's a, it's a box office kind of movie. Uh, but I paid the, whatever it was 24 99 or something to watch it. And right. that's what I would have paid in tickets. Right. If I were to go to the actual movie and bring somebody with me, assuming I have to pay for the tickets as usual. Um, you probably I, have to pay for your wife. Yeah. And I didn't have enough scene points to get her a free ticket. Um, <laughs> Tried to get her a kid's ticket, and they turned me away. Um, but the, th- I watched it, and I thought, this probably, with all the, the, the IMAX and the, the surround sound and all that stuff, would have been a cool movie to experience on yeah. the big screen in, in its grandiose term and, and, and exactly what it's designed to do. Do you think it makes a difference, whether you watch it at home or not? Like, Scott talked about the experience, and yeah. sometimes it's how the movie's made that the theater brings it to a new level. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree with that. There are people who do want to see it in theaters, and you're right. You do have your regular movie goers, and certain movies. And for me, it's this way: I won't go out of my way to watch a movie in the theater unless it's one of those movies that you can watch in the theater. So it's got to be a theater movie. It has to be a theater movie for mm. me. Those big productions, uh, I want to see that action-packed ones, scary movies. Even I prefer to watch in the theater. So I will go back to the theater to watch those. But let's also keep in mind that now, going forward, things will change in that they will make it available for people more often on demand. Just on the like same day. On the same day. Yeah. There's a deal with HBO Max and mm-hmm. is it uh, Universal or Warner, one of them, whoever it is. So every time that they release a movie on in theaters there in the States, they're going to continue to do it because they realize not everyone's going to be comfortable enough to go to theaters. So they're still, it's still very lucrative. 
for these production companies to have them on tele- on your screen, whatever your screen and, and, and streaming service might be, it's still lucrative for them to do it. So they'll probably continue to. So as long as the option is there, it's probably less likely that a lot of people will go into the theater. So Scott, as somebody who you're not necessarily in love with the idea of going to the theater, if a movie comes out day of, would you be more likely to watch it on demand? Would you find yourself being more of a movie watcher if you could watch the new movies at home? Yeah. Listen, Far less things in my home than at a movie theater make my feet stick to the floor. Mm -hmm. I would like to be able to be comfortable. I can make my own popcorn, and I've got a better sound system than some of the older theaters do anyway. So fuck it. I don't know why I would sit with an entire theater full of strangers when I can just watch it at home. It's not like we've all got 24-inch TVs in our living room anymore. Most people have got 50, 60, or 70-inch. What is the fucking point in going to a movie theater anymore? Now, you can do, and you know what I've heard of a lot of people doing, too, is a lot of these uh, theaters that we have here in Canada, and I think Landmark is included, will let you do curbside. So if, like, you're in it for the experience of, like, the popcorn and the concessions, you can actually, if you want to spend that much money, you can actually purchase the concessions curbside and then take all that shit to your house. And I know people who do that. Because they miss theater popcorn. And it's not taboo anymore. Yeah. Did I ever tell you the story of what I did at a movie theater like that once? (laughs) Please do. (laughs) Okay. So I thought it was weird. I was one of those people that thought, okay, well, you can't just have movie popcorn at home. You have to be at the movie theater. So I went to a movie theater and uh, had uh, my girlfriend at the time parking outside. And I said, okay, so I'm going to go in and I'm going to get some popcorn. And we'll come back because we're going to watch a movie at home. But we really wanted movie popcorn. And I felt so weird going and getting popcorn and not staying at the theater. So I went in, I had my phone on, like on my ear, like I was, and I made this whole backstory, just afraid somebody was going to out me for it. So I'm, I'm talking into my phone going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're just parking now. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'm, I'll go to the concession now and just get our stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Okay. I'll meet you in there. Hey, why? So, I don't know. I was so weirded out thinking like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever done. So I go up and I ordered a large popcorn. Uh, extra butter, whatever it was. Um, and I turned back around. And again, no one cares. Nobody, Nobody cares. And I'm I'm still stuck in my own head. So I grab my phone again and I go, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, okay, well, I'll just meet you outside then. Like I'm saying this loud enough for just anybody <laughs> to hear it. But nobody was probably nobody listening. Nobody cared at all. So I go, I walk outside and I, I for real called her and was like, okay, you got to pull up the car, pull up the car, pull up the car. Like I just, like just did a bank heist. <laughs> you think that you fucking stole the yeah, popcorn. I, I bought it. I paid full price for this popcorn and I got my scene points and I, I felt like I was cheating the system. <laughs> I run outside and, and I see she's part, she's pulling up the car. I'm like, okay, uh, uh, I like got the popcorn in my hand, run to the car, open up the door, jump in the passenger seat. I'm like, go, 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 go. Like I swear to God acted like it was a bank heist and it was all for oh a bag God. of popcorn because I felt so strange not sitting in a movie theater with that popcorn. It's bizarre. That I get it. Totally I know. Bizarre. You're, you're even looking at me like I'm that a weirdo is so now. Bizarre. That is <laughs> That's so- also why he moved out of Barry for anybody that may have realized <laughs> he what he moved was doing. After that. I was mortified. <laughs> he came to Kitchener shortly after this went down. Mm-hmm. His picture mm-hmm. was up in all the theaters. Be beware of the weird popcorn purchaser i just didn't want to be a guy who i i thought maybe an employee sees me walk in i go to the concession and i leave i just for some reason couldn't wrap my brain around that being okay man that's such a strange you thing you must have a very guilty conscience like do you like for some for, for you to do something like that maybe a little bit like do you I, always feel guilty about things like that 
No. It's such a strange thing to feel bad about. You're, st- you're giving them money still. Well, it all started with my mom. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go deep. Let's yeah, go right? deep here. Yeah. No, but I, I'm sure you're not the only person who's done something like that. The, by the way, there you can get, I think you can do it on Uber and all those other things you can. too. You can get it yeah. delivered. Oh, so have you done it? No. Okay. No. No. I was one step shy of putting on a fake mustache, cat. Like, <laughs> I was afraid someone was going to out me. Can you believe that guy just walked in, bought popcorn, and left? What a weirdo. I don't know why I cared, but I did. I did. Oh, hey, hey, so hey, hey, yeah. Oh, oh, we're, oh, I'll meet you outside. <laughs> what a stupid thing. Are you pulling up now? Okay, I'll just be outside with all oh, the popcorn oh, and drinks. Part. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll just, yeah. You're oh, you know, okay. You're okay. Yeah. Oh, wait. Okay, you need cool, help? Yeah. I'll, I'll just come out and I'll help you. Yeah, yeah. I'll help you up the stairs. I'm just gonna, yeah. yeah. Oh. oh, oh, no problem. Yeah, I'll come help you out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so fucking lame. <laughs> and bring a two by four in case somebody tries to stop us. <laughs> It's very hard to carry a combo at a movie theater with a two-by-four in one hand, by the way. But you had it in case. I did. Uh, All right. We are going to wrap things up for the week, guys. You have a fantastic weekend. It's going to be a little less shitty than it was earlier this week. Uh, Double digits, which is nice for a change. So enjoy. And is there any other reminders we need to throw out here, Kat? Are are we doing the Ask Us Anything part two? Oh, shit. Thank you, Scott. Thank you. Um, Yes. So you guys might remember longtime podcast listeners that Scott and myself did an Ask Anything podcast shortly um, after we came to 91.5 The Beat from our former station. And you guys had so many questions and we got to most of them. Uh, But now uh, it's been uh, a while since we've been here. And Dave is joining the podcast with us every Friday, which we love. So I think we're going to switch it up for next Friday and we're going to do an Ask Anything podcast. So honestly, you can ask other other lame fake phone calls Dave has made. Maybe we can get more <laughs> info from him. Maybe you want to know something uh, personal. We may or may not answer it depending on what it is. Uh, but you can literally ask us anything. So what we'll do is we're going to put it on our station Instagram page next week at some point. Watch for it. And personally, I think all of us will share it on our at least on our Instagram stories or something or Twitter um, so watch for that and, and ask us a question. You can DM us just any question you want, and we will uh, get to that next Friday. I prefer the DM questions just in case it's a question I don't want to answer. Right, and then you, <laughs> right, right, right. You didn't answer my question. Yeah. <laughs> Scott and I are going to be DMing Dave questions. That's right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that'll be fun. That'll be next week. That'll be, yeah, we'll do it next, end of next week. I think that'll be a yeah. fun way to wrap that up and wrap up April 2021. Dave, thanks for sitting in. As always. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll catch you right back here on Monday. In the meantime, hit that subscribe button. The popular 90s toy Tamagotchi will return to stores this summer, which leads to even bigger news. There's still going to be stores this summer. You haven't won yet, Amazon. Paying for groceries with the swipe of your hand. That could be coming soon to Whole Foods stores near you. It allows shoppers to pay for items by placing their palm over the scanning device. Here's how it works. You hover your hand over the reader, then the cashier tells you to stay still, then move it slightly, then move it slightly again, and then you get frustrated and pay with your credit card. A new study suggests that the Pfizer and Moderna coronavirus vaccines pose no serious risks during pregnancy. The biggest risk during pregnancy still remains the gender reveal party. 
Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.